We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Three, two, one. But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreit is on the phone. Somebody episode eight. Hey. Twenty-nine. Yeah. Oh, Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, January thirty-first. 2024 people, where did the month go? I hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody is having a great hump day. And that is right. Let's get over this hump together with a jam-packed, weirdly busy Wednesday episode of the Air Tourist Pod. So here's what you need to know about today's show. We're going to open Tennessee or Tennessee. They're under investigation again from the NCA. This one, I'm just here to tell you, it's idiotic. NCA is coming after them about NIL stuff. We all agree. We all know what NIL is about. It's pay for play, whatever. NCA is uh, on campus. They're investigating. I'm here to tell you why it is a total sham and total stupidity. From there, we will get to a busy, weirdly busy Tuesday night in college hoops. Uh, speaking of the Tennessee Vols, they, they, they lose to a good South Carolina team. We're going to discuss that as well as everything else that happened on Tuesday night. And we'll wrap. Very fun interview. Bruce Pearl, head coach, Auburn Tigers. Auburn is playing tonight. They are on a two-game losing streak, but Coach Pearl, I have him on about two, three times a year. Always love talking ball with Coach Pearl. He's got a lot to say about his current team, State of College Hoops. Very interesting conversation with Bruce Pearl to wrap the show. So, we got ourselves a busy show. We got ourselves a fun show. And with that said, there is no more time to waste, so let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, listen, bluntly, let me say this. I'll just be completely transparent with you. On Tuesday afternoon, I saw a story that the NCAA was investigating Tennessee for NIL. And I'll be honest. I wasn't even going to talk about it because here's the thing about this show. Okay. You can like me. You cannot like me. You can this, you can that. But one thing about me, I always try to talk about things that are interesting, that are different, that are unique. And I try to bring a unique perspective to everything I do. You might not have to agree with me. You might disagree with me. But the one thing I always try to do is look at things and, and try to put an interesting spin on things. Oftentimes, though, there are topics that I don't even touch on because there is only one side of it. And to me, it's not interesting to say something that everybody already agrees with. But I had a lot of you ask me about this Tennessee NCA investigation. This is a new one. It has nothing to do with Jeremy Pruitt. And let me just say that, yes, I feel like every single other person that talks about this stuff for a living, it is totally idiotic. Shame on the NCAA, and I'm Team Tennessee. I'm Team Vol on this particular topic. All right, so let's dive in. Let me kind of just explain some of the particulars. So this NCA investigation, I'm using air quotes if you're listening on podcast, it stems from the recruitment of a player in the class of 2022 and potent or 2023, excuse me and potential NCAA improprieties, okay? Why I bring it up, why this is important is because this kind of circles back to a topic 
that we essentially discussed two full years ago. If you remember, NIL comes into play in the summer of 2021. And let's be honest, there was no real rules, right? It was basically a court allowed it in one state. I think it was either California or Florida or whatever. There was one state that NIL started on uh, July 1, 2021. The NCAA basically fought it uh, until June 30, 2021. Then they threw their hands up and said, well, nothing we can do here. Nothing to see here. I guess players can get paid for, for advertisements and endorsements right now. And basically, the NCAA had no real rules in place, no real guidelines. And basically, the only thing they said was, well, it can't be pay for play. So why do I bring it up? It is because about six, seven, eight months later, uh, The Athletic does a story about a collective at the University of Tennessee uh, named, I believe, Spire Sports is the name. And it's not really important, although it sort of is for this 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 conversation. And this was really kind of the first time that the, the term collective really came into the consciousness of college sports fans. But I bring it up because even independent of that, the athletic did uh, uh, let me let me even backtrack. Okay. The athletic, I think it was February, March of 2022. They did a story about a recruit, a five-star recruit um, that got essentially an $8 million NIL deal. And it was done through a collective. Now they didn't name the recruit by name, but basically you could put the puzzle pieces together and figure out who it was. It was a five-star quarterback. He was from California because California had very loose NIL rules. And so it didn't really matter who was paying him the NIL deal, just that he's in a state where in high school he can accept NIL. And pretty quickly, we found out that the player was Nico Imamalieva. I hope I said that name right. Nico, I apologize. But pretty quickly, everyone realizes there's a recruit in California getting paid $8 million for NIL. It's a quarterback. He's committed to Tennessee. And at that point, everybody knows, like, that's what Tennessee decided to pay for this five-star recruit. And I think at the time, it made some headlines, but it was kind of like, this is NIL. This is the new world. You can like it. You can hate it, whatever. Uh, but I bring it up because that was kind of the, 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 the earthquake-shattering moment of like, oh, NIL is here, and there is absolutely a market for superstar recruits. There was obviously the Texas A&M stuff around that time. It was interesting. This report, which obviously centered on Nico, Tennessee fans, if you're watching, if you're mad with me, I have no problem with it. Pay the kid whatever you want. I don't really care, okay? It obviously uh, set the market, though. It was interesting. That kind of led to the Jaden Rashada stuff a year later. If you remember, that was the kid that committed to Florida for like $11.5, $12, million, somewhere in there. Anyway... I bring it all up because this story happened like two years ago, commits, signs with Tennessee, and plays this last fall with the Vols. By the way, I had a very good bowl game against Iowa. Well, I bring it up to bring it full circle because on Tuesday, we found out that the NCAA is investigating Tennessee, and essentially, it is about improper, contract, uh, improper contact between a booster group and a recruit. Basically, they used a private jet to fly this kid to campus. We know it's Nico. We know it's Tennessee. But those are the facts. That's what you need to know. That's the background. Now, let me get to the point where I'm going to say what everybody else said. Shame on you, NCAA. Screw you. Leave Tennessee alone. Stop trying to enforce NIL rules when NIL does not exist. Okay? And first of all, I know what some of you are going to say. Torres, you're just saying it because it's Tennessee and you've always had Tennessee's back, whatever. You know, I've, I've had these, these loser media members, these beta male me media members, well, Kevin Sweeney from Sports Illustrated is like, Torres old, old never says anything mean about Tennessee. Well, guess what? I said the same thing about Florida State a few weeks ago when Florida State, of course, uh, had their issues with the NCAA. The NCAA trying to retroactively enforce nil when there were no rules in place florida a few weeks ago got there I, I think a notice of allegations two three fridays ago i said the same thing and i'm gonna say the same thing with tennessee it is so idiotic for the ncaa to try to now enforce nil rule breaking when there were essentially no rules in place okay 
And what I said was when the Florida State stuff happened a few weeks ago, what did I say? I used an analogy that I don't think it was perfect, but the analogy I used when the NCAA tried to come after Florida State, what did I say? I said, point blank, end of story. This is like you being a parent, your child turning 21, and you saying, you know what, let me take you out for a few, you know, I'll buy booze for you and your friends. You guys have fun, whatever. And then your your kid, your child, your son, your daughter gets sick and pukes in the bushes. Well, guess what? It's not the kid's fault. You bought them the alcohol. And it's kind of the same thing with the NCAA here. It's like, of course, people broke rules because there were no rules. Of course, people paid players because you didn't put any rules in place. So probably that honestly isn't the best analogy. I was thinking about this before I started the segment. The best analogy, you know what it probably is? If a state decided, let's use this analogy. If a state decided that one day they were just like, you know what? No more speed limits. We don't think speed limits are necessary in our state. We don't have much traffic, whatever. So there's no speed limits, whatever. A year later, you get caught going 90 on the freeway. And you're like, well, I mean, there's no speed limits, whatever. And the state's like, okay, we're cool, we're cool. Then a year later, the state comes out and says, no, no, no. The speed limit is now 55 miles an hour. And they try to ticket you for going 90 a year before when there was no speed limit. That's what the NCAA is trying to do with this NIL stuff. It is so stupid. And I am not even somebody that is anti-NCAA the way that everybody else is. But this is idiotic. It's not just me. Do you know who agrees with me? The chancellor of uh, Tennessee, who had a scathing, scathing commentary on uh, on uh, on Tuesday afternoon. Here is what Dondi Plowman, great name, by the way. You don't want to mess with a woman named Dondi Plowman. Here is what she had to say about the whole situation. She said, regrettably, in this chaotic environment, the NCA enforcement staff is trying to retroactively apply unclear guidance to punish and make an example of our institution and others. And then I thought our old buddy Dondi here made a very interesting point. She basically said, look, we cooperated with you guys during the Jeremy Pruitt stuff. We were model citizens. We did everything that you said. And we agreed with you that under the previous rules, we broke them. We did everything that you asked. So don't come at us now because now we know we didn't do anything wrong. Here is her exact quote. Let me make sure I read it correctly. She said, in fact, just this last year, the Division I Committee on Infractions, as well as the NCAA enforcement staff, cited exemplary cooperation by the University of Tennessee and said, we set the standard other schools should follow. It is inconceivable that our institution's leadership would be cited as an example of exemplary leadership in July of 2023 than as a cautionary example of a lack of institutional control only six months later. To which I say, Dondi Plowman, my girl, Give me a high five. No, air high five here. Donnie Plowman coming in. She's plowing through the NCAA law enforcement staff here. I love it. And listen, what I would say is a couple of things. One, it is clear. And this is not like, again, another not new take. The NCAA, like, what are we doing here? Uh, it, it's not good. One, clearly nobody respects it. We saw it with the Michigan Jim Harbaugh stuff. We saw it with all sorts of other, like, like nobody respects the NCAA anymore. Now, I'm not somebody that necessarily thinks it's going away. I do think major college football will break off and run itself. Um, but somebody's still got to run like, you know, field hockey and, and tennis and golf and whatever. But like the NCAA trying to enforce football is just so absurd. It makes so much money. And the bottom line is, again, if Tennessee did something wrong, I would say it. But there were no rules. There were no guidelines. I think it's important to note, Spire Sports, the collective, is not affiliated with the University of Tennessee, which was the only other rule of NIL. It was, you cannot be, the, the collectives cannot be affiliated with the school. Well, it's not. And so what are you supposed to do? There's no rules. If, if an outside collective, wink, wink, that maybe the school knows about like they're allowed to raise money and set up NIL deals for a kid. There was nothing illegal about it. And as a matter of fact, let's wrap on this right before I started recording. I saw that Tennessee has brought on Tom Mars uh, as it's, it's, it's legal consultation. If you don't know who Tom Mars is, Tom Mars is a dude 
that you do not want to mess with. Okay. So Tom Mars is a legal, he's a lawyer in Michigan. And basically every time the NCAA has had some sort of issue where they fight, Tom Mars comes in and says, no, 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 we're not playing by your rules, NCAA. And he gets crap done. Okay. So he was the guy for people who don't remember, basically the one-time transfer, which has now become unlimited transfer is because of, uh, because of Tom Mars, Tom Mars was the guy. Remember Shea Patterson, the quarterback transferred from Ole Miss to Michigan. They tried to make him sit out for a year. And he said, no, 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 no. He got Tom Mars as a lawyer. Tom Mars said, no, 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 that, that ain't going to work here. Tom Mars ends up cha- uh, uh, getting the kid cleared, played right away, whatever. Sorry, we got <clears throat> sorry, we got a lot of dust in the AT studio here right now. I'm sorry that I'm sniffling here. Anyway, so Tom Mars did that. Tom Mars, Tom Mars has his fingerprints on everything. He was Harbaugh's lawyer during this back and forth with the NCAA. And I'll tell you, he came out in defense of, of Tennessee on Tuesday night. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing, but basically this is what he said. I'll try to read it as quickly as I can. In early 2022, independent of the University of Tennessee or anyone affiliated with athletics, Spire Sports entered into a mutually beneficial relationship with Nico Imamalieva that involved a limited assignment of his NIL rights, no matter which school he chose to attend. Such representation agreements have become increasingly common. The parties agreed to their contractual rights and obligations would be governed by California law, which freely allows. I'm not going to read his whole statement. The bottom line is he said, look, Spire Sports agreed to work with him. The, The deal was independent of what college he chose. It was in accordance with California law. And he goes on to say, in short, the agreement was fully consistent with then existing NCAA NIL guidelines and had nothing to do with the recruitment of Nico to the University of Tennessee or any other school. Spire Sports and the Ball Club currently represent more than 100 college athletes and are proud to have helped them maximize their value of their legally protected name, image, likeness. So I bring it all up to say, this is idiotic. If Tennessee did something wrong, I would have said it, but I don't believe they did and I don't believe they should be punished And I'll be honest, I don't believe that they will be. We'll see what happens. There is no real precedent right now for what is actually enforceable and what isn't when it comes to the NCAA and NIL. I know Florida State did, you know, I think a coach got a a six-game suspension or something. But I just bring it up because Tom Mars, Tom Mars is the alpha of all alphas. He's not a guy you want to mess with. And Tennessee fans, I tweeted it out on Tuesday night. I said, look, we all know this investigation is idiotic, but what I am here to tell you is if you do go to war with the NCAA, Tom Mars is the guy that you want. And I have a feeling, frankly, much is going to do about nothing because Tom Moore, Tom Moore, Tom Moore is the UConn assistant basketball coach because Tom Mars is an elite, elite lawyer, great at what he does. And NCAA, I would not want to mess with this man because every time you do, he makes you look silly. All right, this is what we're going to do. Take a quick break. Come back. When we come back, we're going to talk some college hoops. Speaking of college hoops, Tennessee, South Carolina. South Carolina, come on and raise up. Gamecocks get the win at Tennessee. We'll discuss that and much more. Quick break. Be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody. All right, back. Good to be back. Good to be back. I do want to switch gears. Do want to talk a little bit of Tuesday night college hoops. And it's funny because earlier in the day, kind of look at the schedule. You sit there and say, okay, what's really going to happen? Tennessee's playing at home against South Carolina. South Carolina's good, but Tennessee's going to win. They're awesome, whatever. Carolina's on the road. They're playing a bad Georgia Tech team. Kansas is playing the worst team in the Big 12. What could possibly happen in college hoops on Tuesday night? Well, in what has become basically a recurring trend, essentially every single night, we had not one But two top 10 upsets as both Tennessee fell at home to South Carolina 63 to 59 and North Carolina actually suffered its first ACC loss. They became the first team, the last team, excuse me, in power conference basketball to lose their first conference game. In other words, in the power six leagues in college basketball, the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Big East and the Pac-12, everyone now has at least one conference loss. And so what I want to do, I want to get into those individual games in a minute. But before I do, I want to go ahead and hit on a topic that I was going to hit on a few weeks ago, but the week got crazy. We were talking about other stuff, but that topic is this. I believe that for the first time, this is the first year, 2023, 2024, in which I believe that NIL, just talking about it with Tennessee football, NIL in the portal has completely flatten the playing field in college basketball. And because of it, when you're sitting there on any given night and you see a top five team lose a top three team lose, it's not just because it's a crazy year. It's not just because this is some weird anomaly. It is because this is the first year that NIL and the portal has flattened the field. There's talent everywhere. And I believe that on any given night, just about anybody can beat anybody else in the power conferences. And by the way, we do have numbers to back that up. So why why do I want to talk about this today? Well, one, it's because two more top 10 teams lost on Tuesday night. But beyond that, what I would also say is, like I said, this is a trend I noticed about three, three and a half weeks ago. If you remember, I think it was the second week of conference play, second week of January. Essentially, everybody good lost on the road in league play. That was the week that Tennessee lost at Mississippi State. Kentucky lost to Texas A&M. Who else lost? I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Kansas lost at Central Florida. You go on and on down the list. Every single team virtually that week, I believe except for UConn and, and North Carolina, in the top 10 all took losses on the road, and it was all to unranked teams. And so at that time, everybody was saying, oh, college basketball, it's crazy this year. And I sat there and said, you know, I I watch all these games. And the one thing that I've really noticed is that if you watch these power conference schools, power conferences, especially the conferences where it's clear that NIL has become a priority and a factor, there really is no major difference between team one and team two and team like 13 and 14 in most of these conferences. 
Go ahead and think about the power conferences in college basketball right now, especially the good ones top to bottom and the ones where NIL we know is a factor. The SEC, we know that NIL is a factor. It's not good. It's not bad. It is just the reality of 2024. Well, guess what? Think about where the SEC is right now. After South Carolina beat Tennessee, South Carolina has been an after-ran and an afterthought and also ran as long as I've been watching college basketball. They are 18-3 and and tied for second place in the SEC. Ole Miss beat Mississippi State on Tuesday night. They are now 18-3 and themselves and trending towards an NCAA tournament berth. And so you look at the SEC, outside of basically what? Vandy's not good. Missouri's not good. Arkansas this year isn't good, but certainly has players. Everybody else can pretty much beat anybody on any given night. You know, ask a Kentucky fan that played at Texas A&M. Texas A&M's not playing well, but Kentucky lost. Georgia, for the first time in my life, they got real dudes. I think they're like a sort of an NCAA tournament team. Same with South Carolina, same with Mississippi State, same with Ole Miss, et cetera. But it's not just the SEC. Look at the Big East. Take out DePaul. They're terrible. Pretty much anyone else can beat anyone on any given night. Seton Hall, at home, has beaten UConn and beaten Marquette, probably the two best teams in that league. Um, You know, St. John's is good. Uh, Georgetown almost won at Providence the other day. Anyone can beat anyone on any given night. The Big 12, it's pretty much the same. Oklahoma State's not very good. But pretty much, listen, think about Kansas. Kansas has already lost at Central Florida, at West Virginia, at, um, who did they lose to the other day? They lost to, why am I blanking? They lost, uh, uh, who, to to not BYU. They lost to somebody else bad. My my, my brain's starting to get fried here. But why I'm bringing it up, Kansas has essentially lost to like the three worst teams in the Big 12 outside of Oklahoma State, which is probably the worst team in the league. And so I just bring it up because I think this is the year that we're really seeing it. And it's funny, a couple quick things. One, first of all, why is it this year? Well, what I believe, and it's kind of what we just talked about, by the way, Kansas's other loss that I, I couldn't figure out off the top of my head, they just lost at Iowa State. Okay, so Iowa State's pretty good. I shouldn't lump them in. Um, I shouldn't lump Iowa State in with a bad Oklahoma State, with a bad U- UCF team and a bad uh, and a bad West Virginia team. But the question becomes, why is it this year specifically? Well, this is the year, and it kind of goes back to the Tennessee conversation that we just had, Tennessee football. This is the year where I think everybody, the offseason, which led to this year, is kind of the offseason where I believe everyone sort of figured out NIL, right? So we just talked about it a minute ago with Tennessee. Again, summer of 2021, NIL comes in, nobody knows what to do, nobody knows what the rules are, whatever. Summer of 2022, that's when a couple schools kind of had NIL figured out. A couple of them had a collective lined up, had boosters ready to go, but not everybody. And you saw that. I remember talking to coaches that summer like, yeah, kids are asking for money. We don't have it. Like, we don't know what to tell them. we, We don't have NIL. And last summer was the first summer that basically every school was like, okay, we have a collective. This is our budget. This is how much we can spend. This is what we can spend on players. And so what you see is, Now across the board, kids are getting money everywhere. They're getting money basically at all 14 SEC schools. And and, and this is a little bit speculation, but it's a little bit informed speculation, is the SEC schools can pay. The Big 12 schools can pay. The Big E schools can pay. And so because of it, you are seeing across the board success and across the board parity in this sport. Just again, think about the SEC. What did I just say? The Big 12, Cincinnati, BYU, Houston enter the league. All three of them could make the tournament this year. And so this to me is is the new trend, and I don't think it's going anywhere. By the way, one quick thought before we get to Tuesday night's games. I've had a lot of people say, well, I mean, this is how it's always been. Bottom line, no, it's not, okay? Brandon Ramsey from KSR did a great piece, did a great tweet on Friday morning where he basically laid out the numbers. Going into last weekend, how about this? Top 10 teams versus unranked opponents were 27 and 37 on the road. Let me make sure I have that stat right, because I'm trying to remember off the top of my head exactly what the stat was. But basically, top 10 teams on the road in true road games are winning 37% of their games against unranked teams. Okay, so you're probably sitting there saying, well, what does that mean? Is that good? Is that bad? What is it? Historically. 
unranked uh, power five uh, top 10 teams on on the road against unranked teams have historically by the way Brandon Ramsey tweets a lot because I'm trying to find this tweet uh but but Brandon Ramsey tweeted this out let me find the tweet here really quick let's see if I can find it um this is really bad podcasting right now so forgive me okay here it is this was from last Friday AP team top 10 teams I got the numbers a little bit wrong are now 17 and 27 on the road against unranked opponents. That is a 38% win percentage. AP top 10 teams, again, going into last weekend, 17 wins, 27 losses in true road games, 38%. Well, you probably sit there and say, well, well, college basketball always has always had parity. As recently as 2022, it was 61% of the games were being won by power, uh, top 10 teams on the road. And so I just bring it up. This is a new trend. This is different. People want to say this is how college basketball has always been. No, it has not. I don't think it's going anywhere. I believe we're here. I believe this is the era that we are in. And I believe as long as we have NIL Wild Wild West like we do now, I don't think it's going anywhere. Really quickly, let's get to a couple of the results from Tuesday night before we do get to Bruce Pearl. Uh, Auburn, of course, is playing Vanderbilt later this evening. A um, couple things stand out from Tuesday night. So I mentioned this. South Carolina beats Tennessee, final score 63-59. to 59. And Tennessee fans, and I'm sure we have more than usual listening today based on what the opening segment was, um, Tennessee fans were freaking out that South Carolina beat them, just like, honestly, last week, Kentucky fans were freaking out. Because South Carolina beat them. Well, I am here to tell you, South Carolina is a legitimate team, legitimately good. I believe they are not only an NCAA, not only an NCAA tournament team, excuse me. They are the type of team that I think, as crazy as it sounds, they could potentially win the SEC this year. Now, are they going to? I don't think so. But with this win, they improved to 18 and 3 and 5 and 2 in the SEC. Alabama has one loss in league play. Everybody else has two, including Tennessee, including Kentucky, who they have head-to-head wins over. And so I bring it up because South Carolina is legitimate. And everybody wants to make it about Tennessee and what does it mean and this and that. What I would say about South Carolina, this might be the first time I've ever talked about South Carolina basketball in a positive light. I What I want to say about them is what I said after they beat Kentucky last week. I believe they are uniquely built to win certain games, but I'll also give them credit. More than any other team in college basketball this year, South Carolina has done an incredible job of forcing other teams to play their style of play. So what do I mean? Kentucky fans, you know what I mean. Tennessee fans, you know you now know what I mean. South Carolina plays one of the slowest paces in college basketball. They play super slow. They're a veteran team. They rebound insanely well. They don't give you second chance opportunities. They get back in transition. They know who they are. And it's what I said after Kentucky lost to South Carolina last week. I said, everyone wants to freak out with Kentucky. But but, but the thing with Kentucky, everybody claims they want to slow them down. Everybody says, you know, we want to play them in the half court, transition, defense, whatever. It's one thing to talk about it. It's quite another thing to actually do it And that's what South Carolina is doing on a night-to-night basis. And so I want to give Lamont Paris credit. I remember two off-seasons ago when he was hired and all those flashy hires, Todd Golden at at Florida and Dennis Gates at Missouri and Chris Jans at Mississippi State. I'll be honest, I kind of overlooked uh, Lamont Paris at at South Carolina. He's got that team 18-3. and They're comfortably in the NCAA tournament picture and obviously right now, he's right up there with Chris Beard as, as SEC Coach of the Year and probably in the short conversation for National Coach of the Year. So from the Tennessee perspective, I wouldn't be that worried. To me, this is more about South Carolina being a real team, real style of play, know how to play. The other top 10 team that lost on Wednesday, Tuesday night, I did mention this, um, North Carolina lost. Uh, they did lose on the road to Georgia Tech. Listen, you could take the whole Torres, you know, seven-minute rant. What does it really mean? They lost. What does it mean for North Carolina? They lost by one on the road. To me, it really doesn't mean that much. Teams have these nights in college basketball. South, uh, North Carolina, excuse me, was on the road. They were 7-0 and in league play, 4-0 and in road games in the ACC. And you're just going to have those nights. 
I didn't see anything that makes me freak out. Nobody got injured. Nothing to worry about. Nothing like that. They just, I thought played, I just thought they played good, but not great. Credit to Georgia Tech. Remember their head coach is Damon Stoudemire, the former uh, Portland Trailblazer, former NBA player, friend of the Aaron Torres pod. We had him on when he was the head coach at Pacific. Uh, They get the win over North Carolina. Congrats to him. But I don't think there's some crazy major takeaway for North Carolina. I just think they played the wrong team on the wrong night and got the win. Only other result really worth noting to me, Kansas won by about 30 at home. Um, do want to give credit to, to, to Ole Miss, who improved to 18-3 and three with a win over Mississippi State. Um, my only real takeaway from that game is bluntly, you know, I say this all the time. People talk about the SEC as though it's only a football league. In other words, it, you know, it, 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 the only thing anyone cares about in the SEC is football. I do not believe that at all. What I have said about the SEC for years is that with the SEC, the SEC is an everything league, okay? Um, The SEC, if you put a good product on the field, the floor, the court, the the gymnastics mat, fans will show up. And so why I bring it up is because, in my opinion, Tuesday night at the Tad Pad, Oxford, Mississippi, Ole Miss, Mississippi State was proof. They set a school record for attendance for that game um, for Ole Miss. They had an incredible environment. It's another SEC venue. You build it, they will come. Well, Ole Miss has built a winner in year one under Chris Beard. They had a great crowd. They beat Mississippi State. They now improved to 18-3. and three. Ole Miss is another team in great position to make the NCAA tournament. You know, listen, one thing we don't really do on this show is a lot of bracketology. Like, it's just, we, we just don't do a lot of bracketology uh, this time of year. There's just, there's really no reason to do so. Um, but you start looking at the SEC. I think the SEC is getting minimum seven, maybe as many as nine. Um, you know, Alabama's unbelievable. Tennessee's still good, even though they lost. Kentucky's really good. Um, you know, Auburn and Alabama are both getting in. That's five. Mississippi State has really good numbers, even though they lost. Ole Miss doesn't have great numbers, but they're good. I like Florida. I like, um, who's the other one? South Carolina. By the way, Texas A&M is still in uh, the tournament under the right metrics. I think Georgia is pretty good. Now, all those teams aren't going to get in, but I think a lot of them will. But credit Ole Miss, get the win at home to improve to 18-3. and Speaking of SEC hoops, knows a pretty good coach, Bruce Pearl. His Auburn Tigers play tonight against Vanderbilt. And one thing I love about Coach Pearl, he's a great guy. He always makes time for me. I have him on once or twice a year on this show. And you got him to end this show. Bruce Pearl, head coach, Auburn Tigers joins me. And he talks about a lot of the stuff we just talked about. The parody, the the, the flat line in college basketball, how NIL has changed everything. We're going to take a quick break, wrap the show with Bruce Pearl. We'll be right back. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Joining me via Zoom. Uh, gentlemen, I have on, what, about once, twice a year. Always love talking ball with them. Auburn Tiger sitting at 16 and 4 overall right now. The head coach, Bruce Pearl. Coach Pearl, how you doing, man? I was better a week ago, Aaron. Thank you. But how are you doing? I'm great. You know, see, here's the thing, though. You're a very tough man to get a hold of, especially this time of year. It's a busy time. Team was playing great. I figured I'd put in the request. Maybe we talk in February. But, you know, your staff is amazing. They put me in touch this week. Things didn't quite go to plan. But listen, here's the bottom line. First of all, let me ask you this. Because and then we didn't cancel. And then we didn't cancel. We take the interview after two L's. No, you're, you're, uh, and I appreciate you doing that. Listen, I'm not going to name names. There's a lot of guys in, in, in the business that would have said, hey, we'll, we'll touch base here in, in a week or two. Let's see how things are going. But you and your staff are always unbelievable and gracious with your time. Let, let me, let me kind of do a glasses half full thing here. Obviously, look, there, there's no moral victories. There's no whatever. I, I understand why you're in this business and how competitive you are. I do think, though, doesn't it speak to how tough the SEC has gotten? Because you, you've been in this league for, what, 20-plus years now, if you go back to the to the previous stop. 2000, and uh, I think I started at Tennessee in 2005. So I guess next year will be my, my, will be 20 years, yeah. I'll just – with, with, you... with a little hiatus. I did have a, a three-year – You were a media guy like me. Two-year hiatus, I think, yeah. Yeah, you were a media guy like me. Is it, but in a serious way, is this is this the toughest the league that has ever been in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, it it is. Um, it's really good at the top. Uh, it's unbelievably deep through the middle. Uh, yes. The middle may drop all the way down to twelve teams right now. Uh, you know, Missouri and Vanderbilt are both really good basketball teams, and they're really competitive, and they play really really hard. They can beat anybody in our league. They're the only two teams right now that are looking out a little bit. Um, but the rest of them are alive and well and all within range of the NCAA tournament if this league could get as many as nine. Do you, uh, you know, listen, we talk about, you know, the the portal and NIL, all that stuff is a negative thing. I think it's it's allowed schools that maybe historically haven't been as good to maybe get a caliber of player that they have. I mean, you know, it's tough at the top, but but in the middle and bottom, it probably helps those teams, right? There's no question. The NIL has been a great equalizer for the teams that have been in, that are in the bottom of our league. Why were the teams in the bottom of our league? They weren't obviously they weren't winning enough. You know, for us at Auburn, let's say the last seven years, we've been ranked in the top ten five out of those seven years, which is incredible. Um, you know, we've been we won a couple of championships. Um, we've been the last team in the SEC to have been to the Final Four, so we were able to sell all those things plus about seven or eight, six or seven guys in the pros and five one and duns. And so we've developed some players and, you know, so that's, well, now that stuff matters, but that doesn't matter as much as NIL sure. or it doesn't matter as much as, you know, promises to start and play and do different things. All it's done though, is the teams that couldn't say that can now compete with everybody else Um in the recruiting process. And, and so as a result, you've seen teams able to get turned around really, really quickly. It's, re it's great for the league. So let me ask you kind of a follow-up to that, because this was something, you know, I, I've been wanting to ask you, frankly, since I started watching your team here in, in November, December, you mentioned, you know, other places, and it's not a bad thing. It's just a reality promises to start promises that you guys play like 11 guys and all of them could play and all of them are sacrificing I'm just curious, you know, again, in this world where everybody wants to play right away, everybody wants a promise of this many minutes, how did you put this group together? Because that you you guys are one of the few still in college basketball. You really utilize your bench. You're deep. I've seen your players talk about, hey, I'm proud that when I step off the court, there is we don't miss a beat. How, how have you developed that culture? Because it's really kind of unique, really, at this point in college hoops. Yeah, you know what? Part of it is just in the recruiting process, trying to be honest and – and 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 uh, 
you know, as I get a little older, you know, you do look at this profession more as a ministry. If you don't lie to kids, they will run through a wall for you. They will stay with you. And so, you know, every now and then my staff will say, coach, BP, could you just (laughs) promise him a little bit more? He doesn't think you believe in him or you don't think he's good enough. Uh, Jabari Smith came in here and played 27 and a half minutes, not 35 out of 40. People were wondering whether his motor would run, whether he could do more than make a jump shot, whether he'd affect the game defensively, would he would he play hard and physically? And the answer to all those questions were yes, because he didn't have to play the whole game. And so he was able to, you know, and he, became, and he was a great teammate. Did he want to be out there? Sure he did. Do the guys want to be out there more? Of course. Do they want to average 18 instead of 12 or – or, or 12 instead of eight, of course, they do. Um, but w- we um, we believe very much in, 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 in playing hard, being fresh, being fur- furious. We can withstand foul trouble. We can stand injury. And hopefully at the end of the year, we are not either physically or mentally exhausted because the kids have had to play the entire game uh, all the time. That's why I think we've been good in March. Um it's just a philosophy. I've always played 10 guys, double digit minutes, always. It's just that less and less, fewer and fewer people are doing it. I've got, I, I literally had 11 guys, scholarship recruited players. Leo Berman earned a scholarship this year. Cotter Sobera earned a scholarship this year. I can't keep 11 happy scholarship players happy. How am I going to put 13 out there? Mm-hmm. And so that's part of our philosophy. The sum of our parts. That's really interesting. So I, I would imagine, you know, quote unquote, negative recruiting, whatever. But so now, so sometimes in recruiting guys just think, oh, because you don't promise this, because you don't promise that it's like, oh, he doesn't think I'm good. I had never really thought of it from that perspective. Well, I mean, I, I think the other thing too is, is, is if you recruit somebody to get him, you got to tell them you got a real good chance to start. You got a chance to play 30, you got this, you got that. Then they get there, they got dudes. They all got dudes. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it's not what they said it was going to be. Now you got conflict. Now you've got promises made, promises not kept. And so I try to promise less, deliver more. Now, Jalen Williams, for example, had, has having a run where he's playing really, really well. Struggled this weekend, but he's been playing great basketball, let's say the last seven or eight games prior to this past weekend. His minutes have increased because he's earned them. And, and and that's just sort of what you do. Um, you don't jerk them around. You don't jerk them in and out. You know, I, I made one change in the starting lineup, you know, very few changes because the guys earn it over a period of time. Um, and so the guys can't play their way into whatever role they're going to play their way into. They can't. Very good. A couple more. We'll let you out of here. We know you're tight on time. Uh, first of all, dumb question as well. Um, how much like, again, you want to get back on track. I know it's frustrating. I assume that it's got to help, though, as you get deeper into the season, not not just in the SEC, but as you get into March, it's like I watch the league every night. There, there's no nights off. There's no easy teams. Is there a glasses half full like this is going to help us in the long term every single night having to go to war? It does. And you got to embrace the grind. Um, you got to beat everybody you're supposed to beat. And you got to beat a couple people that you're not supposed to beat. So far, we've beaten people that we're supposed to beat. Uh you know, we're not supposed to beat Arkansas by 32 with Arkansas, but we did. Um, you know, we've only won three times in 20 years at Vanderbilt, and mm. and we did. Um, you know, we've got Vanderbilt coming in at home. They played us even – they may have even outplayed us a little in the second half. Vanderbilt's capable. We've got to be fired up and ready. We played really, really well when Ole Miss came to Auburn a couple weeks ago. Might have been our best game. And I think we beat them by over 20. But we played great. I don't know that they played that well. Right now they're playing really well. And I don't know that we can play as well as we did at Ole Miss. That's going to be a, you know, that's going to be a tough, tough game. So, um, again, I've said it before. We're a little bit better than what people thought. We're not as good as they think we are right now. And it's not that the two losses prove that. You go on the road, Mississippi State, you go on the road to Alabama, and you have a chance to win like we did both games. That's 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 where you want to try to be. And so the margins of our victories and the closeness of our losses, including the fact that all four have been on the road, is why our math is so good. We just got to take it one game at a time. I saw you say that uh, even before these last two games, the idea of that, you know, maybe the 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 record, maybe we're not quite as good as, as you guys in the media. So what made you say that? I know what we look like without lipstick. 
<laughs> sure, sure, sure. And I, Wake and up I'm, first I'm, thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, actually, don't knock first thing in the morning now. Don't okay. knock. My okay. wife looks beautiful. She looks beautiful first thing in the morning without her makeup. But the Auburn um, Tigers, on the other hand, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I know who we are, and I, and 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 I know that we're playing. We played. We played really well. The question is, can we play really well against the best teams on our schedule? At Alabama and at Mississippi State are the best teams on our schedule. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, those are both NCAA tournament teams. Alabama uh, is way under. Alabama is the most underrated team in college basketball. Mm. Way, way underrated. You look at their losses, unbelievable quality teams they've lost to. Um, they're athletic. They're well coached. They score. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, we're in position to be in position, Aaron, and that's all you really want to – that's where you want to try to be. Last thing, you know, obviously, again, no nights off. I think that's the theme of the conversation. But uh, for the next six are at home, I mean, that's a positive. But, again, everybody, you know, there's no easy outs in this league. I think every Auburn fan wants to know just, you know, how do we get back on track, get things going in the right direction again? Well, we got we, we got to um, – we have shot it better at home. Um, and that's – I hope we'll continue to do that. And, and our losses on the road, we really struggled to make open shots. Um, and um, – I just we just got to continue to play good defense. Our defense is what kept us in the game at Alabama and at Mississippi State. We do that. We do a better job of rebounding. All right. And 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 we'll we'll win some more games. Coach Bruce Pearl, man, I know you're busy, and I'm sorry that that I I hit you guys up at the wrong time. Well, man, uh, it's Aaron. It's great to be with you. I've 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 reached out to you before. I don't I don't read a lot. I don't have time. Um, but I always think you've been you've been real in your work. I don't read all your work, so I can't say that, but when I've seen you work, I've seen you be fair and I've seen you be real. And, and, uh, this day and age in the media that, that that's worth a compliment. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. We'll do this again here, you know, hopefully before the end of the season, but thank you. No, you got to go be with your team. So thank you for the time. And we'll talk soon, coach. Okay. okay man. War Eagle. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.